Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curves, how are you? Alex, I'm doing great. Having a great day today. How are you guys? We are doing fantastic, and it got even better when we heard the news that Oscar Sundquist re-upped with the St. Louis Blues. Curves, I talked about it earlier in the show that the main takeaway with Sonny signing with St. Louis was bringing in the one thing that Doug Armstrong talked a lot about that the team lacked last year, and that's maturity. You've added that with Sonny and with Kevin Hayes. Well, they've added that, but... Doug Armstrong knows something very easy, and, and, and that is that you, you do your young players a service by giving them a chance to win and know what it's like to win and, and to have a, a positive attitude uh, you know, around a situation of a rebuild. And so we, we saw him do it in his early days when he brought in Jason Arnott and Jamie Langenbrunner and, and those guys, and, and that's really what he's doing now. Oscar was surprised he didn't get a better deal. Uh, there was really no demand for him. He, uh, he loved it here in St. Louis. He's dating a girl from St. Louis, so it all worked out well for him from that standpoint. Uh, and then it ends up being a benefit for the Blues as well. So it's a signing that makes a lot of sense. Curbs, speaking of both these guys, how do you think they're going to end up helping with the Blues and their special teams? Last year, Blues finished 22nd in power play percentage, and they were third worst in the PK percentage. And you had in Hayes, who had 16 power play points last year, and Sonny, who's a pretty good penalty killer. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even worried so much on the power play side of it, Tanner, to be honest with you, as I am on the penalty kill. And you, you're absolutely right there. Craig Berube talked to us this morning about the, the penalty kill and how important that penalty kill was to him and, and, and to this team and what they need to improve on there. And, and I think with that being the case, um, with, with it being, that being the case, you're looking at a situation where, uh, you know, the addition of Sunquist, you know you get a conscientious penalty killer. Uh, a big body haze that can win you face-offs, which is critical on the, on the penalty kill. So you put all that together, you put all that together, and it's a um, uh, uh, and, and it's important for the special teams. So uh, good situation, I think, all in all for the Blues in that signing. Uh, Curbs, you mentioned your chat with Craig Berube earlier today, and people that missed it can go check it out on the podcast page, 101ESPN.com, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. But he did have a quote to you that you were talking with us uh, during commercial break, uh, mentioning analytics and how it comes to hockey and his coaching style. What stuck out to you about his comments? Well, I, I, listen, I think the important part, and I asked him that because of the topic I was talking about when it came to the Cardinals. I just, and I mentioned this to you guys as we were changing over shows, like, I just believe that analytics plays a role, but it could also become a detriment. And when you rely on it too much for your decision-making, you end up in sports seeing mistakes. And the reason is, is sports aren't played by calculators. Sports are played by people. And so how you adjust in a game, a number, an analytic, a percentage may tell you a certain thing, but what you're seeing, the confidence of a player, maybe they got a little something extra on their pitch. Maybe they've got a little something extra in their skating on that day. That, that's how you win games. 
And Craig Berube's response was basically like, no, you, you, you coach with your head and you coach with your gut. And to me, and, and what he said is, look, they play a role, and they're very important, and the Blues use them. But in certain situations, you just have to make decisions, you know, that, that you have based on what you're seeing. I think we've seen far too many games and times um, with this, you know, with, with, with John Mosellock and Ali Marmol where statistics and percentages don't play out. Because remember, you might have a 65% chance of doing something right, but that means there's a 35% chance it goes the other way, right? And, and that's, that's more of the topic. So when Craig Berube, he gave us a good idea of how you mix them both in and why it's important, but really trusting your gut and, and in the moment, knowing where the player is, what you're seeing, and being able to do that is critical to coaching and, frankly, critical to winning coaching. Curbs, on that topic, we got asked a question yesterday that I found interesting asking, how, would the Cardinals look different if Doug Armstrong was running it or a Doug Armstrong-type individual was running it? rather than John Mosaic. And you've seen a lot of Doug Armstrong over the years running this organization. Do you think that there would be anything different if Doug Armstrong was running it? You know, the, the, the interesting part of that is, uh, like, if you look at both, both, you know, presidents of hockey operations, you're, you're looking at a situation where, uh, you know, they both have errors. You know, the Blues traded away Ben Bishop. Um, I, I still think, even though I know I know that it, that huge goal scored by Troy Brower was critically important, I don't know. You still want that Oshie trade back? You know, there are, there are still some situations. The difference in the two right now is if you look back at the ten years of Doug Armstrong and look back at John Mozeliak, John Mozeliak has more misses than Doug Armstrong does uh, in in terms of key prospects coming up, uh, misjudging them, and then letting them get away. Doug Armstrong doesn't really have any that quote unquote got away. There was a purpose and a reason for the trade. Um, and, and so, so that's the difference. Now you're evaluating two different kinds of things. To me, the Cardinals probably would have been in a rebuild situation a year or two earlier, had they been under Doug Armstrong, because Doug is kind of cutthroat that way, um, you know, in, in that situation there. So, you know, those two guys know each other. There's, there, there's personalities there. And look, I, I just think, when I when I look at when I look at kind of the Cardinals situation, guys, and I know there's a lot of heat going on John Mosaic. I have enough belief that this guy could turn things around there. I think they put too much in the stock of spreadsheets and analytics, and and base too much on that. And I think they've got to get back to a bigger balance, like we were talking about. And I'll tell you something right now: Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube do not always see eye to eye. They do not always get along. As a matter of fact, they will disagree greatly sometimes about who should start a net, uh, who should be on a penalty kill. Who should be taking a face-off in a situation? But the one thing that Doug Armstrong's adamant about is Greg Berube is the coach of the team. And when he makes a decision, he's the one that has to make the decision, and then he lives and dies with the, with, with the positive and the negative of it. So um, that's the one thing I liked about Mike Schultz is if there is a disagreement, I think disagreement can be healthy. So that, that's, that's the difference for me. I, I think you need a little more disagreement and a little more uh, back and forth on the Cardinals side like you do have with the Blues. Curbs, I want to go back to your conversation with Craig Berube this morning, and I, I thought he made an interesting comment. You had asked him about the Blues' defense and the Blues' forwards getting back to help them defensively, and, and I thought Craig's, Craig's comment was interesting where he said, look, for our defense to kind of have a bounce back, it's not just going to be on the blue line. It's going to be the forwards coming back and helping them. No, that's exactly right. It's got to be the forwards. Look, there, there's a couple of plays that, that, that are just so obvious that were uh, basically an image of what this, what this was. Jordan Cairo would take the puck over the blue line. 
And instead of dumping it in when he's supposed, believe it or not, that, that dumping is sometimes could be considered a defensive play. Instead of because he had no support, nowhere else to go, instead of putting it to the corner where maybe another forward can get in on the four check and bang for it and you hold the team in the offensive zone, right, he'd turn it over. Well, the fo- defense are sometimes going to the bench because they think it's time for a change. Their other forwards are about to dig into the corner because they think that's where the puck goes. You turn the puck over there, next thing you know, the other team is coming back your way. Well, the other team comes back your way, and you, now the forwards are chasing, and nobody's in a solid defensive place to, to defend the, the entry of the other team. Now the defense have to cover too much, and maybe somebody gets open in the slot for a shot, things like that. It's smart play from the forwards that really help the defense out. Curbs, final question, and we appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, first time that I'm getting the chance to talk to you since the draft and since prospect camp, and I know you were in Italy, so missed a lot of that, but have you heard anything from others around the Blues organization about the players that they selected slash prospects and the growth that they've gone through this uh, offseason so far? Well, look, I think they're really excited about uh, – I think they're really excited about Dvorsky – um, I talked to some people that really like what uh, what he brings to the table. Obviously, they're more excited about where exactly um, Bull, Duke, and Dean are right now. But the one thing that came out from uh, several people that I talked to that is really important is they were talking about character. And uh, so a couple of the Swedes that they drafted in the first round, things like that, the, the character of the players and, and the character of the of these young guys is something that's really big. And I think that that was something that the blues really lacked a little bit last year. I think they lacked some character. They lacked some grit and determination. And when I hear people talking about the fact that they're bringing in players where that's one of their qualities, then I get really excited. So to me, you know, Alex, I don't get overly excited about prospects because you never know how long it could take for them to get to you. Right. And how they can impact things. But I am excited about the, the, the quality of the character and the hockey IQ that was talked about from those guys. And Craig Berube said it again this morning. He says the Blues have a really good crop of forwards coming, and he's really excited about it. That's good to hear. Curbs, what can people expect for the rest of the week on the balloon party with you? We've got Jake Neighbors tomorrow. We've got Tim Taylor talking more about those prospects on Friday. And We'll get a lot more into the blues, and I'll probably end up off the rails at some point. That's how it always goes. Just don't sign me up for any more goat emails, please, Curbs. <laughs> Yardgoats.com. <laughs> Curbs, always appreciate the time, my man. Happy to have you back here uh, in the United States, and we'll see you and hear you tomorrow on the Balloon Party. All right, Alex, thanks. There you go. Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues, with us on BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN.